Cause right now, I think the reason why my computer is actually. That's right, y'all. That's right. We have new theme music, y'all. Shout out to <laughs> Josiah Vasquez and Jared Vasquez, JV Storm, and Josie. I, I, I don't remember the rest of his rap name. It's Josie something. I got to get that right. Welcome to the Godman Podcast, everybody. I'm sorry for cutting you off early, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. My finger slipped. It's all good, man. I'm sure it did. I'm sure it did. It wasn't because I was just looking at that button and was like, man, I just want to, I just want to, oh, I just want to press that. <laughs> and so he did it again, folks. He did it again. I know. That's how I'm figuring it didn't slip. I've heard purposely did that. Let's, I can keep that one real. Oh, man. <laughs> Episode 28. Come on. Two more to go until we hit that good 30, that good 30, that 3-0. Oh, my goodness. And I turned 30 in next month. Hey, come on oh my goodness. Now. Are we going to record two more weeks, right? So this is, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me get my calendar out real quick. Yeah, you do that. I think we're going to record 30 the week before my birthday. Okay. I think my birthday week will be 31. That would be crazy if we, that'd be crazy if we just take a week off and get 30 and 30. That would be interesting. That definitely would be interesting. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Hmm. Let me see real quick, because next week, yeah, because next week will be the fourth. So, you know, my birthday's in three weeks. So, because my birthday's on the 21st. So, for us to do 30, 30 would have to be released on the 18th. And 30 is actually mm-hmm. going to get released on the week before on the 11th. Almost. Almost. Oh, darn. It would have been so cool. If only we would have just procrastinated one more week. Anyway, hey Rodney, how you doing, man? How is everything going? Our people, like, you know, things are getting better. All right, you're still going in and out. We're gonna have to fix that eventually. Um, Lord, help us, help us all, help us all, help your children. Rodney, I had a question for you, man. Like, Jesus be a fan. Is are we? What are your What are your thoughts on? Ah, I'm trying to trying to figure out a way to say this right now. Your What are your thoughts on people who are Christian? I'm not going to say any specific celebrity pastors or whatever, right? Celebrities, musicians, pastors, people of influence. But what are your thoughts on them compromising as far as what the word of God says and how they're trying to represent themselves to be just loved by people? For example, like, and I'm just going to use this as a quick example, like, Folks that have come out right now and and I know this kind of carries over from last week, but folks that come out and they're vocal leaders, pastors and 
Christian singers and they're like, oh, well, I don't really think anything's wrong with people being gay. Like I have friends that are gay just because they don't want to upset the community. But that's just a, you know, easy, uh, I guess, low hanging fruit, easy one to pick from right now. But how do you feel about those people? People who know the truth, but then because of spotlight on them or for money reasons or for whatever, they don't, they, they kind of, they cop out for lack of better words, starting off heavy. To be honest, in my opinion, well, when it comes to that, I think people who, quote unquote, they know the truth, they know the gospel, but they choose not to. I guess stick with that side it kind of comes off as them being wishy-washy but from my point of view I don't think they like the confrontation of it I think they don't like the confrontation of it when they feel like because you know you know how it is when it comes to particularly that community they like to cancel people and they say like oh well you just don't like us because of this so I feel like they trying to save face and trying to quote-unquote have their cake and eat it too by deciding not to confront the truth and not stand by that. So that's kind of what I think when it comes to that. All right. So by that same thing, then if that's the case, right? Mm-hmm. If you refuse to, can you really claim my next follow-up then is, can you really claim to be a believer when you don't speak out on what's wrong? Can you really claim to be a believer to be wishy-washy about some of the same things that Jesus and the apostles spoke about and some of the things that are in the word multiple times, right? Like it says plain as dated, this is wrong, but you want to straddle the line of being popular mm-hmm. and being loved by the world. Mm-hmm. Can you really be a believer and tiptoe that line? And really it's not tiptoe and that's crossing the line. Cause at the end of the day, for me personally, that looks like somebody who's lukewarm. Right. And, you know, in Revelation, it says, you know, what God's going to do if you're not hot or cold and you're lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. It's difficult for me because I am someone who likes confrontation. So, you know, I'm with it. Yeah. When it comes to that kind of stuff, regardless of the topic. Especially if it's got something to do with the word of God, I am with the confrontation. Let's go ahead and get into our little debate, battle, scripture off, whatever. Like, whatever y'all want to say out there and y'all, you know, like I said, you want to call me a bigot, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care about none of that. Because at the end of the day, I'm one that I'm going to speak the truth. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the first person to tell you if I screw up on something like that. Because at the same time, when I'm speaking truth, the, the, the debating part for me isn't so I can sit here and try to condemn you. It's so I can prove the point of what is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, we can go ahead and talk about, all right, well, I'm not coming at you 
or even in the middle of it. I'll tell you, I'm not coming at you. I'm just coming to tell you this right here is sin. It's not right, you know, and I know I just used the, you know, gay thing as an example. And that's because that's one of the hot button topics right now. But like anything, really. So. Let's say, you know, being on the job and you talking about somebody who's. uh always gossiping mm-hmm. and and starting drama at the workplace right and you associate with that person you're supposed to be a believer and this is one i just had to deal with earlier this year i talked to you about and you're supposed to be a believer but you associating with people who are backbiting and causing drama and gossiping and spreading rumors mm-hmm. and then the people that are spreading the rumors are supposed to be believers too and they say they believers but are you really a believer? Are you, Cause you're not behaving as such. I just watched something today. Right. And the guy was talking about, it was this guy that was talking to CS Lewis, you know, CS Lewis, the author. Yeah. So there was a guy that was talking to him uh, about Christianity before. And he was like, one of the biggest advocates for Christianity is Christians. That's one of the biggest reasons why people would convert is because Christians. Right. And then it said, also, on the flip side, one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest uh, uh, condemners, basically, or uh, so we got advocates. Whatever opposite word advocates right now, right? So one of the biggest, uh, the antithesis of the advocacy is also Christians, mm. because you have so many Christians. Like if you. If you're walking the way you're supposed to, right, you're spreading the love of God the way you like how Jesus is intended, spreading his word, his message, his love. That's going to be an advocate for people to come into here. But, you know, it is an advocate for people to turn away from the God. Are this for are the exact same people that call themselves Christians, because we got another group within, within Christianity, which in within the body. Who claim christ and claim to love god and at the same time they are saying one thing and then doing a whole nother thing they come to church on sunday mornings and go you know get my praise on praise god and everything i'm about to break out of this this struggle this bondage with my praise in the morning hallelujah right and then will come out the very next day Monday Monday through Saturday and they living like bats out of hell and you couldn't tell that they ever went to church or believed in God at all right because they behave worse not even just like them they be a lot of them behave worse than unsaved people and so it creates an issue right there where they look at the body and they see those group of people and they go, well, look at all the hypocrites y'all got up in here. Mm-hmm. Like this place full of hypocrites. Right. I don't want nothing to do with this. So it's an issue that I believe we as the body have not addressed properly. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if anyone's going to clean up the church it's not going to be the world the world's just going to sit there point fingers and tell you you're wrong 
Correct. We've got to take it upon ourselves to be like, hey, listen, brother or sister, we need to have a talk. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not behaving correctly. You're not doing right. I'm going to bring you to the side and I'm going to have a talk with you. Then the next time, I'm going to bring two or three more people to have a talk with you. The next after that, we're going to go have a talk with the elders. Because there's behavior when you're in Christ that is just not, it's not of Christ. It's not acceptable. And we find this in, we find this in the gospels. And furthermore, we find this after the gospels and everything from the book of Acts forward, especially when you get into like Corinthians, Ephesians and Romans, like the, the epistles are from Paul. They're all about your behavior. And you see certain things that are just not of Christ and he's telling them this is not a Christ and this is not how you should be behaving but yet now it's like people don't do that nowadays hmm. no that, that's true so when it comes to this um, are you speaking mainly of the people who are believers and they're kind of entertaining um what non-believers are doing or are you just speaking about just non-believers in, in general i'm speaking of anybody that comes to church okay and says that they're christian and mm-hmm. yet does the opposite of what christ and his apostles said to do yeah i think when it comes to that it's like i'll, I'll say this um it's like all of us are at a job now, all of us are employed there, but how many of us are actually doing the work that it takes to keep that job? So it's like, if you're labeling yourself as a Christian, you would do things as the Bible would say. So when it comes to do that, that actually happens spending time reading the word and obeying what you've heard. Majority of the times when people do attend church, it's, a, it's literally a Sunday thing. Where you come in, do what you got to do. Then once you leave at the door, it's as if you didn't hear anything. You're not listening, applying to what was spoken to you by the Holy Spirit or by the pastor. So like I said, it really takes, I will say this, it really takes a relationship with God to try to grow out of those habits. If someone's not committed to actually growing in their walk, but just wanting to stay stagnant, okay, here's my verse of the day from the Bible app. Let me repost it on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and let me continue doing what I want to do. Not growing as a believer. As a believer, you really, you truly accept Christ within your heart and submitting yourself to his will and growing. Amen. So, yeah, that's what I truly believe about it. We got to start as believers and we got to start approaching our brothers and sisters in Christ about this. And nobody wants to have this conversation. But I mean, it, it, Paul tells him to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, he tells you to go and talk to your brother or sister. And if they don't listen afterwards, then bring two or three more and you all have that conversation. So now you got multiple people having this conversation and bringing the issue forth. And it was really about any issue, by the way. But I, I personally believe specifically this is one that we should be doing that with. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. bring it before the leaders. Like there's a order of things. You're giving people time to correct themselves before you you know, take it all the way up the chain. And then and here's the crazy thing is, if you remember in the word, Paul tells them that 
if after the leaders and everything, they don't want to listen to the leaders, the leaders then have the authority to basically kick them out of the church. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that such a why was that such why was that an option? Right. If you look, the reason that was an option, because they didn't play about stuff back then. Right. They were like, yo, this is my life. I literally was riding with Christ when he died. This is how the apostles were outside of, uh, you know, outside of Paul, obviously. They're like, yo, I rode with Christ. That was my boy. They took him from us. They beat him. And then they gave him a humiliating death that was was for the worst of criminal offenders. So. And then we he still got up on the third day came back taught us again and taught us how to go ahead and be apostles and what we're supposed to be doing and going out and speaking his word and everything right Mm -hmm. like this is our guy he literally died for our sins like he did everything he said he was going to do this is the fulfillment of the promise in the word that isaiah daniel joel all of them prophesied uh think zephaniah like they all prophesied about this so they weren't playing around with it i think a lot of the issue today is we don't look at things in that manner because folks ain't really thinking about it like that. It's just for, for a lot of people, it's just a story. And so they're not riding like they should. And so, again, back then, they told them after that, you had the authority to kick them out. You can get rid of them. Tell them they're not allowed to be back here. They're, you know, they're not welcome as part of this community anymore. Why? Because when you think about it, the thing that's more damaging to the the body of Christ, the, the most damaging thing is people claiming to be believers and not acting right. Mm-hmm. That is the most damaging thing to the body. That has been the most damaging thing to the body over the years is lukewarm Christians. So. I'm not saying we should get back to just kicking folks out of churches because we did that. I'm be honest with you. I think a lot of these churches would be completely empty if they started kicking out members based on these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, we I think one of the things that needs to happen is we got to stop having so many preachers and have more teachers. I agree. I definitely agree. Because, you know, something Pops always says, like, preaching sets you free, but teaching keeps you free. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the issue is we have a lot of people who are uh, being preached to. They get a fire message on Sunday, and then the reason they're able to go back out on Monday through Saturday and act the same way is because they were set free for that moment, but they weren't delivered Mm -hmm. because they didn't have the teachings put in them to keep them delivered. And also, I don't think that a lot of people, I don't think a lot of churches anymore have the support system in the community that they should to one keep people accountable but two to be checking up on them right you know what i mean like rodney you you shouldn't go throughout your week and hear nothing from anybody from your ministry you know what i mean there should be something there's always should be something popping up or a, a small group or something you're part of their options to keep you engaged and keep you connected because at the end of the day this is supposed to be a community this isn't just a church. This is supposed to be a community, a brotherhood, a fellowship of the believers of the same thing. 
And so y'all got to be together. You know what I mean? No, definitely. Um, you definitely need that. Account- That's why accountability partners are so important because it's like how the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron. Um, and also how the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. It's just point with that. It's like it's easy to fall when it's just you all by yourself. But if you have someone who is strong-willed and is rooted in Christ, they're willing to put your face in the mirror and help you and teach you and show you like yo this is not christ-like like you definitely need those type of people who are spiritually rooted and who's openly and willing to help you along this road because like i said we're all in this thing called life to live for god to spread the gospel and to be sustained and anchored in christ and the holy spirit um and like i said we live in a world where it's like the enemy is going to throw distractions and tricks and to trip us up but you know we do have a upper advantage is you know like god plays is a reason why god made people in the first place like you need people to help to get the assignment done like i say god sent moses to tell people jesus had people to help him to do the assignments everybody has people to assist in some way shape and form to make god's name be known so it's like why you think the church is under a building with people in it it's under people who have the heart for god but there's a reason why there's so many different individuals even though we do struggle with things just like how we talked about last week on the episode how like all of us face temptations which is this somewhat the same thing but hey we can come together and help one another to walk each day one day at a time so you know that's why it's important to have that accountability so we don't get tripped up or you know slip back that slippery slope mm-hmm. yeah for sure you know I say it's not gonna be easy you know like i said you're gonna be tempted you're gonna and like i say it's i'll say this it's hard to do the right thing, but it's easy to do the wrong thing. Like, it's kind of crazy how it is, but, like, that's where it takes strength to come in. Like I said, it's not easy to call your partner up and say, hey, you know, I've been entertaining this. I've been wanting to do this. And, you know, but it's like, you know, we, we got to check ourselves. We literally got to humble ourselves to really accept the fact that what we're doing is not rooted in the truth. Where it's like we're definitely trying to serve two masters and definitely in the gray area, not picking one side or the other. So it was like I say, it's all about just really being okay with needing help. It's okay, to, like I say, at the end of the day, we're all gotta stand strong for Christ, mm. and it's going to cause. And maybe it was another thing, another thing too, Mike. A lot of people don't like being told what to do, <laughs> being instructed. We, all right, yeah. So that's another good one. We as a people right now, we don't like instruction. We don't like authority. We don't like submitting to anything. Mm-hmm. And and let's keep it. <laughs> my people, my African American brethren and sister and. 
sisterins, listen. Y'all gotta stop with this Afrocentric idea of Christianity was made by white people to keep us subjugated. That's completely false, and it's 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 disrespectful to Christ to be saying that. It's disrespectful to the apostles. It's disrespectful for everybody who went and died before you, so that this message could be spread. For you to say, oh well, that's just because they want to keep us down. Like. Do y'all not realize that Philip, the Holy Spirit took Philip to on the on the way to be intercepted by the Ethiopian eunuch who had the queen's ear to preach the gospel to him? Mm-hmm. You not realize that right now the oldest churches are actually in Ethiopia where they say they got the Ark of the Covenant at? Which is kind of believable because that's where the that's where the Hebrew the, that's where Judah the ones that believed in Christ went to after the temples were destroyed. Mm-mm. Nah, that part I didn't know that. I know that about Ethiopia. Yeah. So like, we no, we're not the ones that uh, we're not the ones that uh uh, uh we're not the ones who sit here and 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 were forced the gospel. For the most part, we've always had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And and like the only reason why I can I can really speak about the whole not liking instruction because I'm speaking from experience. Like anybody who knows me, I don't like being told what to do. That is the most annoying, even to this day. It's like I literally have to check myself when I am receiving instruction or trying to submit to something or to somebody. Um, like it's not a good feeling. Like I say, you know, we all get to the point where it's like, you know, we feel like we are in control of our own lives and we make our own money. And it's like, you know, what I got? A, I got a tithe, man. I work hard for this money. You know how many doubles I pulled to get this money? And I got to do ten percent. And it's also so many other things like what you want me to save myself, like for for marriage, like you know, I got to sow my royal loads or. You know, like God want to make so many other men or so many other women to for just do one. Like it's it's a lot of things that comes into play with that. But you know, like I said, as like I said, as humans, you know, we don't like being told what to do, what to submit or to to submit to, but to bow down to. But you know, mm-hmm. God's worthy, and that's really things like you got to realize. And that's why, how I mentioned before, like, it's all about growing with God. It's like, the more you spend time with God, the more easier it will be to submit or to bow down to his authority because that love grows. And that's really the foundation of true worship. It's love for God. And when you truly love something or somebody, you go to the ends of the earth to do it. I guarantee that like like if you truly love something like let, let's for example let's just say hey i love fast food i could literally have a refrigerator full of steak chicken fries vegetables salad i can have all that up in there but i can literally wake up at two in the morning and if my flesh is craving for burger king because it's deep down rooted in my heart and what i love I will ignore what is available to me in close reach proximity and order that food. 
or go out my way to go get him. It's the same thing with God. The more you spend time with him, if your love for him grows, you're able to see things from his point of view and have a heart to heart for him and say, hey, God, let me give my life. Like we say, God, I give you my life. I give you everything. But then once he tries to ask something from us, we act like we can't give that away. But you have to realize, like, God has created everything, and he knows the desires and the plans, and he knows what you struggle with. But it's like, I'm, but God is asking you this because he wants to see what you would do. You know, it's, it's a free choice. We all got free choice on what we want to do, but nothing makes God happier than the fact that you're choosing his will over yours. So it's the fact that you're choosing God over everything else. You're going to win every time if you choose God over everything else. For sure. I mean, that's really how I feel about the situation. But, um, but yeah, it's just all about truth and realizing that... God is a God of order where he doesn't cause confusion, confusion. And the only reason why God's way is so different than what culture or what the world says is because God is not culture. When it comes to that or things of that nature, anything that God says, it will always be opposite of what the enemy pleases to. So when you have these things that entice us, that provides us that temptation feeling or that what makes our flesh want to give in it's always going to be opposite of what god truly wants you know god wants you to have self-control god wants you to have dominion in the kingdom god has so much and wants so much for you but you really have to realize and see that what god expects out of you is as his child to obey what he says and like i said you no know, he's not a man that he shall lie god is giving you instruction in order because it will be disobedient and foolish and stupid to not walk in the way as the creator has planned out you no know, god has created the world he created everything in a specific way and a formula in an order and who are we try to go against the grain and not do what he has already written in the world for us to do hey amen and hey amen thank you ronnie for holding that down for a second because i had a situation my mic stand just came off of my desk and fell and would not reattach itself hey no problem you know hey i kind of knew that i kind of knew that i say hey the show must go on the show must go on you right. know <laughs> um but yeah man look we um and I think this just goes back to the modernization of the gospel, which might mean this might be end up being a part two of the podcast. Cause part two. Slick been talking kind of about that this whole time. But all of this really is part of this modernization effect. We've watered down Christ. And that is the biggest issue is we've watered down Christ. Um, The truth isn't spoken anymore as the truth. Sorry, I don't have my mic away. The truth isn't spoken anymore as it should be. And... Everything has now been kind of like modernized and we've watered down Christ and Jesus and we've watered down the message and everything to make everybody feel happy. Even when it comes to like praise and worship, 
it stopped being about worshiping in spirit and truth. And it started about being an emotional experience, which worship is not about you. So it's not about your emotions and your emotional experience with God. It's about giving God the glory and the honor that he deserves and giving him the worship it has nothing to do with your emotions. And which is why, you know, if you look, we got to be careful with some of the worship songs we sing as mm-hmm. we're trying to worship God. Like everything has a place, right? Listen, mm-hmm. I like a lot of worship music, all right? Some of that Christian music isn't actually worship music if you listen to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Like if they're sitting there just talking about themselves, that's not worshiping God. Like you you really need to get into like it needs to be more about just about him. That's why mm-hmm. I love like even though I'm not the biggest fan, I respect Hillsong's work. Right. Because if you look at like what Hillsong's written, like some of the biggest things, like what a beautiful name. It's that has nothing to do with the person. Right. All to do with Christ. Mm-hmm. If you look at like uh, like. Uh, uh, what another song by that? What's the one we like singing the bridge to? Oh, um, here I am to worship. There we go. Here I am to worship. That's really just about God. It's saying, I'm here to worship you, and here it is. This is what you are, right? That, that's really what a worship is supposed to be like. Like, it, that's the gist of it. But then, like, um, that Voice of God song, right? The one I couldn't stop listening to for, like, four months. Oh, yeah, the one with Dante Bo, Chandler Moore. This, that's the, the, the one with all of them yeah right <laughs> mm-hmm. the first like half of that song is not worship at all and you gotta like you gotta really realize that mm-hmm. like the first half of that song is not really worship it's like yeah I hear the voice of God but you're talking about all these other things and all that mess Um, and then eventually you get into like the voice of God where really where Stephanie comes in is where it like kind of shifts into actual worship. And actually, I'm not gonna lie, there's a couple of Bethel songs like that. That's kind of sad. But um <laughs> but getting back to the point is like you gotta be careful of what you listening to and what you call in worship, because what you call worship might not actually be worship. But people are sitting here going, well, I had an emotional experience to that. But an emotional experience doesn't equate into giving God the glory and giving him worship. Mm-hmm. An emotional experience doesn't do anything but edifying you. It's not edifying the spirit of God. So that's what I say. Like, it all comes down to the watering down of like the word and the message, man. Like we've gotten to the point now, you know, we've gotten so progressive with everything where it's like, let me come up in here and I come to church now. It's not Sunday's best anymore, right? Which, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining that it's not necessarily Sunday's best. Because uh, I was raised on the Sunday's best thing. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, there's sometimes I just want to come up to church and I, I'm really not trying to get dressed up. <laughs> I just want to put on some jeans and wear a polo or jeans and a clean pressed iron (laughs) t-shirts um but i think we're starting to get things a little too far now like i told i said this before 
particularly like with the ladies, like the sense of fashion inside a church has become excessive. It's like you're on a runway. Some of the stuff that's being worn in there, like whatever happens to like what Paul said about dressing modestly, mm-hmm. like and not causing, not being the thing that's called, co- not being the thing that's causing someone's flesh to tempt them to sin in their mind by looking at you lustfully. And then all these, and I already, I already hear it because I had a girl tell me before, oh, well, you shouldn't just be looking. Well, why your titties out? Like it's, that's an easy cop out to say I shouldn't be looking, but be real. Come on. I mean, think about like a billboard. I mean, think about like a billboard on a highway. Like, it's not like you purposely look, but because it's such a broad thing to see, you see it. A large thing to see, you look at it. And I had to talk while, something about this while driving. I was like, yo, you you up here leading praise. You up here leading praise and like you jumping up and down and all I see is boom, 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 boom. Like your melons. Like, come on, let's be real. What you mean we're not supposed to be look why why am I fam? You are presenting them to be seen. And I'm just like, yo, that's not you what you're saying is a cop out. Because your breast shouldn't be a fashion statement within the walls of that church. Really shouldn't be a fashion statement anywhere. Mm-hmm. All right. But if you are going to do that, don't do it in the house of God. Like, that's disrespectful to Christ. Like, for real. Like, mm-hmm. let's even go beyond the fact of, oh, well, you shouldn't be looking. All right, fine. That's disrespectful to Christ. Now y'all wondering why Paul said what he said about, you know, dressing modestly in the church and not coming in with all these like extravagant hairstyles and everything, trying to draw all the attention to yourself. Because that's exactly what it is. Like y'all know what y'all doing. Mm -hmm. Y'all ain't coming just, oh, well, I just got to look appropriate. I just got to look cute for God. That has nothing to do with looking cute for God. You doing this and to draw attention to yourself. Right. Like, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't come up in here with just the underside of your breast covered. All the makeup in the world on trying to look sexy like you're trying to catch a man at a club. And for people, and, and here's the thing, I'm not coming at anybody who's sitting here saying like, well, I just, you know, just started going to church and everything. I'm not talking about these people. I'm talking about the folks that's been in church and have been church goers their whole life doing this mess who know what's right and wrong and know what they supposed to be doing and know the expectations. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of, like I said, moments like that, you kind of, you just got to be just aware. You know, I granted sometimes, depending on the person's body, sometimes those things can be, be hidden for sure. But it's like you gotta realize, and this this goes with everybody, like both both males and females. This ain't just like a female bashing. But if you're on the front line and it's being presented, like I said, like at the end of the day, we're human. We're going to automatically go with the first instinct. So, but if you do something that can prevent that, it's all good. 
No, real talk. And I'm glad you said it's not just women. It's men too. Yeah. I had to tell yeah. one brother before because he he came in a... I had to tell one brother before not to wear the khakis he wore to church again. Mm-hmm. And this is not me. And again, I'm not trying to be the fashion police or nothing. But I'm like, hey, homie, look, bro. I'm a dude. And <laughs> I and I notice, bro, come on. And I'm definitely not sitting here trying to look. But if <laughs> I noticed when you walked into the church, then I know every female in here noticed that. Mm-hmm. Come on, bro. Come on. Like, come on, man. All right. And he was like, you know what, Mike? Yeah, all right. You're right. He was like, I didn't think it was that bad. And then I was like, bro, go look in the mirror real quick. Like, fam. Yeah, don't true. cause other, has, like, don't be the thing that causes someone else to fall. Yeah. Hey, I had to stop wearing jogging pants. I used to wear um, the gray hoodie fit. I'm, I'm, a, oh, <laughs> not the church, Rodney. Hey, look, I'm upstairs in the sound room. So it was like, hey, I ain't on the praise team doing this, but I'm no, upstairs I'm not in the sound lie. room. The way your church is set up, mm-hmm. dog, I would never come dressed up if I had to work in that sound room. Because, bro, you ain't even got to go in the sanctuary. You come right through the front door and just go <laughs> right upstairs to the sound room. <laughs> like, halfway down the hallway, fam, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'll yeah. be up in there in, like, basketball shorts and flip-flops. I'm I'm telling you, so shoot, hey, majority of the time I just be you no know, chilling unless I'm doing prayer or it's youth day. I'm wearing a relaxed um outfit, but I remember one time I was wearing I say I was wearing like a a gray jogging poop um jogging suit piece set. Then one of the one of the, the members who's around my age she came to me and she said Rodney. I'm like what? She said man, a guy you cannot be wearing that outfit um in here i'm like what you mean even though i knew what she was talking about but i was trying to get more emphasis on what she was trying to say and but hey but like i said but that was a moment when like how you said mike i don't want to be the reason for someone to fall or anything like that or to lust over my flesh so that's really a thing that's really a big thing so it's not just women but it's also men too be mindful of what you're wearing inside the house of the lord so I get it. When you know you first coming in, you 100% don't know what to do, what to wear. I was the same way. So, like, over in, look, that's why I say the best thing is time. Over time, and the more you're exposed to other believers, you get better. You get mm-hmm. exposed and you see things and you pick up on those things and you grow in your walk. Yeah, definitely, bro. Um, yeah, man, we just gotta, we gotta do better. Like, come on, we know what's expected of us. And here's the other thing, bro. And it really, it all comes back to the same thing. We have to be invested in the Word of God, because ultimately. That is your guidelines. That's everything you need right there. That is going to convict you. It's going to put the mirror up. It's going to do what it needs to do to get you right. That's true. That's definitely true. Definitely got to invest into the word. Listen and apply it to your life. 
into you know like to not stand in the middle you you gotta stand up if you claim yourself as a believer in christ you gotta stand 10 toes down on that and don't let anything or anybody put fear within you to make you feel like you, your decision to stand with god is incorrect or it's not right at the end of the day we all have opinions we all have things that we believe in so just the same way how they believe in what they believe in standing 10 toes down you have the right to stand 10 toes down on what you believe in you got to be anchored into it Thanks, bro. no you, you can't can't be like peter you can't claim you love jesus one day the next day you skedaddle yeah it's not working like that homie don't play that Nah, not at all. We, we, don't, we don't do that. <laughs> oh, I had found this. Hold up. I didn't send this to you on Instagram. Hold on. Let me... <laughs> let me. I'm about to play this real quick, right? Because it just pertains mm. to what we just talked about. Mm. Oh, not the sound. Ladies, not that. Girls, when you get up to get dressed to come to church... You need to realize you're coming to the holy house of God. You ought not to come here to show off, wait, your legs. And if you're constantly having to fight to stay decent, you got the wrong wardrobe on. And not just for church, but for anywhere else. And you ought not to be the cause for a man having to fight his flesh in a service. Here's another one. But pastor, that's our culture. Now hear me. When you get saved, you change cultures. I don't care what you call French, Russian, Romanian, I don't care what it is. When you get saved, you become now a keep Christian. Now keep in mind, this is a white pastor. That's why he used all the examples. And you Christian, and you dress modestly for the glory of God everywhere. Ladies. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, it just goes with it. So, like, I'm not the only person. Like, this pastor's out here saying the same thing, man. Like, we as a people, we got to do better. Mm-hmm. Just plain and simple. Yeah, for real. There was something I actually wanted to talk about today, and I can't remember what it was. You got to start writing stuff down. I do. I was thinking about it while we were on the thing with David when he was speaking last Sunday, Tuesday. Oh, well. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, any closing thoughts for you, Rodney? Um, any closing thoughts? Um, I mean, if anything, I'll just reiterate what I said before. Um, if you are labeling yourself as a believer in Christ, stand 10 toes down on that. Don't try to bend, fluctuate to make things appeasable in culture take the word for what it says how it's said and stand tentacles down don't let nobody or anything in this world make you think what your decision of walking with christ is wrong amen and this has been the god man podcast everybody all right see y'all later y'all could whoa, whoa okay What'd I say?
<laughs> y'all can find us on, on <laughs> social wait, media. Wait, I'm lost. What happened? <laughs> I was on autopilot. I'm sorry. I'm like, yeah, see y'all later. Like, dang. <laughs> trying to close out here and you trying to get up real quick. Uh, y'all can find us on social media at Mike.Policia or the Godman Podcast on Instagram. And uh, Rodney is... Uh, Look, I got mine this week. That's more than I had before. Wow, it's crazy how I know yours and mine's, but you know I'm not keeping tally. And I didn't. Anyways. Well, hold up, I didn't even know mine until you said last week. Okay. <laughs> he says, "Wow, you know what? That is a Mr. Graham name." <laughs> but you can find me on Instagram at underscore kinged up. Yeah, um, and of course, Godman Podcast is on Instagram, TikToky, uh, Facebook. Uh, and YouTube, we are going to upload these episodes to YouTube. Like, as in, tonight, Rodney, we're going to get that done. Um, Yay. Until then, until next week, we love you guys. We bless all of y'all. Come like, comment, and subscribe. Share with a friend. I know today was kind of a, uh, not as much of a high-energy podcast, but it was kind of a continuation from last week's teaching and, well, last week's discussion. And uh, we will catch you guys later. Adios. Peace.